Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to part two of this week's Clash of the Titles, the podcast that for the month of December puts two Christmas movies with loads in common in a fight to the death to see which one comes out victorious because it's this year's Merry Clashmas Christmas Countdown. Ho, ho, ho. We spent Monday's episode with numerous different story strands that came together to give us 2020's Fat Man, which means today we have one of cinema's great elevator pictures. It's Die Hard with Santa Claus. From 2022, we're talking Violent Night. You ain't driving, are you? I steer a little, but the reindeer do most of the work. <laughs> this is my full fear of the center. How about you? I started the whole damn thing. It's Christmas! We decided that you could have one gift. Early. What is it? That is a direct hotline of Santa Claus himself. I can talk to Santa. All right, revelers. Welcome to your worst Christmas ever. Let's go! So which film in this week's Savage Santa Christmas Clash will be victorious? We'll have a winner at the end of the show, so let's get it on. Welcome to Clash of the Titles. Merry Clashmas Christmas Countdown. Ho, ho, ho. The Kraken. Hello, I'm Alex Zane. I, I didn't put a quote in. I meant to. I meant oh, to put gosh, one in. Don't worry about no, it. it's fine. Just give me a sec. Oh, Wait. I've got one. I know you're an idiot, but don't be an idiot out loud. Uh, I'm nice. Alex Zane. I'm Vicky Crimson. Uh, so, uh, oh, for God's sake. Welcome to part two of Fat Man versus Violet Knight. As you well know, at the end of this episode, we have the verdict where we will declare which is definitively the better Christmas film. Uh, so, but first, before we get into this episode, it's time for a dip into the digital mailbag and a review from one of you to make us feel better about ourselves. Read by Chris Thrilly, a.k.a. Vicky Crompton. Perfect. So this review is called Flipping Socks, which made me laugh because that's something I said by accident. Uh, from Melbourne, Geordie Mal. Uh, he says, they say, a podcast that's so great it can invent its own explanations. So sweet. Like chatting about films over a pint with three knowledgeable, opinionated pals, always done with smarts and humour. Keep on making them fight to the death for our pleasure, guys. We are indeed entertained, Mal. Which is really nice because it's like, it's actually a direction to whoever is in charge of this to keep making us do it. Which I quite like the thought that there is someone making us do it. (laughs) (laughs) And we're not just being indulged. (laughs) Uh, Good stuff. Thank you, Mel. Uh, So on Monday, it was Vicky Crompton and Mel Gibson. (laughs) A sentence I'm still enjoying saying, which means today it's me and David Harbour. Yeah, you win. (laughs) Let me take you on a journey. Santa seems to hate greedy kids or wait, He just hates video games, which seems to be a strange thing to hate when there's so much more bad stuff in the world than playing Grand Theft Auto. Either way, he's gone the way so many video game haters go, drinking his sorrows away in a pub that is definitely in Bristol. (laughs) But wait, thieves are robbing the 
ultra rich. So we have some people to feel sympathetic towards. Spoiled, privileged people who, even as hostages, don't display any elements of remorse or even basic fear. I look forward to seeing their transformation at the end, especially how we are to forgive a teenager for sexual harassment. (laughs) This script has some work to do. Anyway, after liberally borrowing from Die Hard, it's it's okay. The movie references Die Hard, so it's allowed to do that. It's not theft. It's an homage. It also borrows from Home Alone. Ditto. It references that too, (laughs) so all good. It also borrows from Die Hard 2. Didn't mention that, though, did you? Didn't mention that. At the end, Santa faces off against Jimmy, who deserves to die because as a child in poverty, he accidentally killed an old man. Well, thank God for David Harbour, who somehow makes this entirely palatable. Sort of. Clash Brothers, for your consideration, it is Violent Night. So, histories with this movie. This is my first watch. Now, that's because I wanted to watch it when it came out, but Chris said we should save it for the podcast, so we saved it for the podcast, and now here we are. That's it. That's my actual story. Fine. I really wanted to watch it, though. I love the poster. I saw the trailer, love the trailer, love David Harbour. This is going to be good. Uh, It's not as good as the trailer, I think it's fair to say, but neither of these films are. Uh, I I didn't wait. I didn't hear Chris saying that. I think I can tune him out sometimes. He definitely said it in front of you about a million times. Yeah, but I filter out things that I'm going to do. That you don't like. (laughs) When I know I'm going to do something, I just pretend I've not heard. My brain just sort of goes, I didn't record that. Just white noise. I didn't record that information. It's like, so I really don't want you to watch uh, because we're going to do it on the pod. I'm like, I'm going to be in anything. So I went to the cinema to see this. Yeah, yeah. A real fuck you to Chris. (laughs) Because I rarely, I rarely go to. A, I didn't. This wasn't even a press screen or anything. This was me. You paid for a I ticket. Paid for a you ticket. always want a fucking medal. I paid, paid for, for a, a ticket. ticket. I went to a multiplex with the normies. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I see most movies like for press screenings, and this, I, this wasn't. I didn't see it was this for sheerly for pleasure. I went, I literally, I was like, yeah, good for you. Fuck you, Chris. <laughs> uh, so I went and saw it at the Odeon Lux on Holloway Road, just about. About 10 minutes from where we sit right now. Oh, of course. Mm. Uh, I had a bottle of rosé. Did you? In a recliner. Oh, that yep. sounds amazing. Yeah, with my friend Julia. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, hello, Julia. She doesn't listen anymore. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so... There's no story there. That's fine. Carry on. <laughs> so I really loved it. I really, really loved this movie. Yeah. And I was excited to watch it again. <laughs> You did well, because I sort of had a little skim of Fat Man's backstory. Yeah. And you, you managed to flesh that out. I did. I haven't done that. You've got nothing! This is going to be the <laughs> briefest backstory. Oh, good. It almost beggars belief that I'm turning this into Let Me Tell You About the Film. Is it just from Wikipedia? That's fine. Great. <laughs> Really simple backstory to this one. Josh wow. Miller and Pat Casey, who we talked about on our Sonic the Hedgehog episode, but they they wrote Sonic the Hedgehog. They also wrote Sonic 2. They're also writing the upcoming Sonic 3. Oh, do you know what? I'm having a memory now. This is why we're <laughs> shit. Is the reason Chris wanted to hold off is because he knows them. Right. So I think he would have had some stuff to say. Okay. I mean, he knows a lot of people, but... I mean, I've got stuff to say. I don't think you do. <laughs> they're, they're potentially writing Ace Ventura 3. Oh, great. Yeah, which uh, I'm sure came about. As a um... result of their fine work <laughs> on Violent Night. <laughs> but no, with working with Jim Carrey on the Sonic films, more yes. likely. Yeah. Uh, anyway, they came up with an idea to combine Die Hard, Home Alone and Santa Claus. They wrote a script. Universal bought the script... Tommy Wakola of Dead Snow and Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters fame is installed as director. David Harbour is cast. Brilliant. You've got your movie. You do. Let's make a movie. Uh, this might interest you. Uh, Tommy Wakola's upcoming movie uh-huh. is uh, called Spermageddon. Wow. It's a Norwegian adult computer animated musical comedy. Uh, it consists of two plot lines, one focusing on a teenage couple having sex for the first time and the other on Simon the Seaman and his friends in a quest for the egg. Apparently it's in the vein of Sausage Party. Right. Sorry, that's annoyed me. Uh, because I know I've done this before, so it's not a story, it's just a little, just a perspective mm. on reproduction. 
it's commonly assumed that this egg just sits there waiting to be fertilised. Like the monolith. Yes, mm. and I know we've said this before because it doesn't, it moves. It's not just like, and it plays into this idea of like passive femininity where you're just waiting around. Well, well, okay. It moves towards the sperm. The sperm move quicker though. Yeah, they do. More, but they've athletes. got, because they've got less going on, they've got less genetic, they're just like, the egg is what does all the... They've got more drive, perhaps. They're more motivated. But you see so important? I agree with everything you're saying but then we talk about eggs as like these orbs that just are passively lying around in wait to do the thing what like a trapdoor spider (laughs) but these language is important because then that feeds into like what we think of as you know Active versus passive, and do you know it doesn't matter? No, you know I'm, what I'm saying. I'm, look, I'm looking at you with it. I'm like, I know, but I've, I've run out of road, so let's just, <laughs> let's just leave. It. Okay, like an egg. I've made my point. <laughs> I think we're going cross country because we're sperm. <laughs> Your egg has reached the cul de sac of its movement. It's, it's moved as far as it's going to move. Yeah. We're going to go the rest of the way. Yeah, that's sort of it. But that the egg can't like run at full tilt because that egg has got a lot to do mm. for the following nine months, ten months. I think we've reached an agreement here. So yeah. it's going to do more work once we've given it the tools it needs. <laughs> <laughs> but we have to get to it and give it the tools. Yes. Once you've empowered the egg with the tools it needs to thrive. That's, that's a charity funding bid being written live for you. We empower eggs with the tools they need to not just survive, but thrive. Yeah. There we you do. go. That's we a grant do. application. Thanks very much. Okay. Yeah, you can have that. <laughs> uh, all right. It cost 20 million. Made 76 million. Did it? It's a hit. Wow. It is a hit. Great. Uh, yeah. Shall we talk about it then? Definitely. Uh, great. Isn't David Harbour brilliant? Yeah, he's always brilliant. Isn't he? Yeah. Doesn't this look a lot like... Is it meant to look exactly like the start of Bad Santa? Because isn't that the exact start, which two centres in a bar? Oh, yeah. And the bar is really similar. When I saw Bristol come up, I was like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Because who's... Who's that for? But also, I was like, is, oh, sorry, it was Mark that said this. He's like, is it just someone in the edit having a joke? Mm. Because it doesn't look like, there's no pub in it, Bristol it, that looks it, like that. It, and it doesn't, doesn't look like Bristol. It doesn't look like the UK. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it looks like we a bar have, in America. When she says that goes to the fire exit, the fire escape, we're like, no, we don't have them that go up <laughs> ever. So they go out if there even is one in any of our pubs, mm. but they don't go to the roof. We don't have roof fire escapes for bars or pubs. Yeah. We just don't. Uh, at least, I mean, at least they, you know, they featured the Clifton Suspension Bridge and in that shot oh did they nope no they didn't even bother <laughs> sorry I that. should also say I'm doing that thing I've never been to Bristol so oh. it could look like that for all I know no, it doesn't but I was like no it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't now I'm not great with accents does the guy at the bar even have a Bristolian accent I don't think so it sounded but... kind of cockney at yeah. times but I wonder oh, I can't if... I bear to see another Santa in peril. In peril. I'm going to pay for all your drinks. What? <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Is Bristol run out of Santas? Have you come up from London for this job? <laughs> Very strange. So, we're in Bristol. We're it's in Christmas Bristol for no Eve. reason. It's the start of Bad Santa. Uh, so... Santa is drinking himself uh, merry because he's full of hate for kids because kids are greedy now. Yeah. They just want gifts. So it's slightly less than Fat Man, which was kids are vicious Evil. now. Yeah. Yeah. It's now these kids are just greedy and they want video games and video games are bad. So it's, uh, I found it very triggering because we, in my family, we're walking this weird line where they're obviously are old enough to really know, to kind of start to twig what's going on. And if you just said that to me like three, two years ago, I would have like started crying and never stopped crying because just I want them to grow up, but it is just like, oh, all of that. Um, but we have this thing where like Father Christmas doesn't do electronics because otherwise they'll just ask for a tablet and they're not allowed a tablet. But how do you square that circle, which is you can have this, but you can't have that. Hmm. And also we were trying... It sounds like you've worked it out though. Santa doesn't do... He doesn't do electronics. And then we were going to do, he doesn't do video games. But the older one is like, he just really wants this video and I want to play it. So hmm. we're getting it for him. What is it? I don't know. It's called... Do you know Kirby? Yeah. Is it good? I mean, I've, I've, I've played Super Smash Brothers has got Kirby as a character. Yeah, so they've taken Kirby and given Kirby right. a, 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 a... It's a, an amazing I'm sure Kirby had a thing before this, but yeah. I, I, <laughs> they're kids' games. Yeah. They're kids' games. So that's what Marshall wants. So I really want to play it because I've been told it's amazing. And did they watch Violent Night? They really want to watch it. I bet they And do. I've got a problem now because I had to buy it on bloody Amazon or whatever because you can't rent this fucking thing for some stupid reason. So now if they're scrolling through and they find it, they're going to watch it. It's on Sky. 
Oh, we, haven't got, we haven't got Sky. Oh, okay. No, you okay. won't hook me up, will you? I'm not paying for it. I know you. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I don't get your money. It you, doesn't go... You <laughs> obviously can get me free Sky, you're just not. So. Oh, I, I kind of love you for saying that. And I, I almost want to say, yes, I can. I know you can. I can't. Just... You must be able to. No. When you go in, they give it you. Bit, do you want a bit of Sky? Yes, I'll give it to my friend later. Literally, I've got, I got a shed full of satellite full of dishes. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, no one believes he's the real Santa. He goes up to the roof through the Bristolian fire escape system mm-hmm. and then the barmaid goes up and she sees his sleigh in the sky and it brought tears to my eyes. Yeah. It always does. The, seeing, by the moon. Seeing yeah. Santa's sleigh with the reindeer pulling it flying yeah. in any movie. It's because of Santa Claus. Is that what it's called? I always get confused. The one, the big one, the one with the ham that I always go on about in the Coca-Cola. That is Santa Claus the movie. Santa Claus the movie, the final uh, the loop, bit the loop. of that. Yeah. The loop-de-loop, loop. yeah. That's brilliant in that, but also in Elf, where oh, yeah. they power the sleigh through the singing of the people yeah. in New York and it finally <laughs> takes off. Every time I see Santa Slate flying, I get a well up. And it's also because that was the one thing that I really distinctly remember about Christmas as a kid was staring at the sky on Christmas yeah. Eve, hoping to see Santa I am and not truly joking. believing if I looked long enough, you would see him, yeah. I'd see him go overhead. I'm, this, I'm sure I've said this before. The snowman, Raymond Briggs, the snowman. Yep. When that's on telly, the, the the bit where Santa's flying across the, and the kids are waiting up, you know that little bit where they, it's the montage and the singing and the beautiful song and he flies across and the brother and sister are like, oh, there he is. I honestly, I start so, like, Whoa! like a sob, like I can't, it, the emotional heft of that little drawing is disproportionate. I hate the snowman. Smashing that awful snowman! Do you? I can't watch it. It's sad. It's a sad. It's a sad thing. It's but a it's sad, good. It's, it's cathartic. Not, sad. I'm walking in the air can fucking do when I hate no, that song. I love crying to the snowman. Ugh, rubbish. Uh, Father Christmas on the other hand, the other Raymond oh, Briggs like one. one. I yeah. like that one. That's funny. It's quite funny. He's a grumpy, grumpy Santa. Yeah. My, so one of my kids absolutely hates snowman. Will not have it on in the house because he's like he's like it's boring and stupid. And then the other two can't. One of them can't watch it because it gets too emotional. But I can't. I mean, they will see me have a meltdown, but I'll feel amazing afterwards. Like sometimes it's good to get these feelings out. I guess so. Yeah. We, we not on Christmas Day so much. I guess we don't show each other crying in our family. No one sees. <laughs> no one sees anyone cry. People leave the room rather than cry in front of each other. It can be to the nicest thing. It could be to Raymond Briggs and Snowman. We're gone. Because what? Because you would just, would you take the piss out of each other? You'd be like, "Oh, you're crying." No, just, or just more, freeze. Just like, it's like <laughs> let's not display emotion. Okay, any emotion. <laughs> no emotion. No, no oh, Happy emotion. Oh, happy emotion. Like, happy like... emotions are welcome. Good vibes only. Exactly. Okay. So uh, then the beautiful image of Santa flying through the sky is immediately undercut by him vomiting on the barmaid. Now, and... if Chris was here, he would have a meltdown because he hates stuff like that. And normally I'm a bit like, he doesn't, anything scatological, vomit, anything like that, he's yeah. just not into it because he's got, he's well-mannered. Mm. And normally I'm like, oh, you, you, you're being silly. You're very, oh, you're all buttoned up. But this, I was like, that's gross. I don't like it one bit. Like, it made me feel really upset. I don't disagree. I think it needs to be there because it undercuts this sentimental moment, which yeah. is what the movie is going to do for the rest of its runtime, which mm. is take a fun Christmas thing and then undercut it with something gross or ultraviolent. Yeah. So it sets the tone for the movie. But yeah, I was sort of getting very emotional. And then that is like, oh, yeah, that's really robbed me of that moment. (laughs) So we're off to Greenwich, Connecticut now. Uh, It doesn't. I know you've got a funny thing about uh, wording on a screen appearing, Mm -hmm. but we've just had Bristol Christmas Eve and it was nighttime. And then it goes Greenwich, Connecticut. And it just doesn't say the day. And I'm like, <laughs> for about five minutes, I'm like, well, what day is it? Is this Christmas Day? Is this Christmas well, then, Eve? the time difference, no? Yeah, I mean, yes, that is A what bit. it is. But I shouldn't have to work that shit out. That's fair. That, I got is... the flash of fear because I saw Greenwich. I was like, if this is Greenwich, London, we're going to have a problem because you're going to do something. Yeah, I just think if you're making Violent Night... Just handhold the order. This isn't Nolan playing with time. This is this is just say it's it's Christmas Eve. Yeah. Don't hide that information. It's not until we get to Al at the checkpoint oh, where yeah. they, he goes, wow, I wish I wasn't working on Christmas, Christmas Eve. Eve. And you're like, well, thank you. <laughs> now I can get into your movie. Yeah, that's fair. Stop wasting my time and brain energy. Uh, so uh, we've got Trudy. Uh, she delivers the filthy animals line very well. Yeah, she's cute. Uh, she's just watched Home Alone. That will come back. 
in a very real and literal sense. Uh, we're off to this mansion where Dad Jason grew up. Uh, his wife Linda is there. They're not getting on anymore. Uh, we've got his sister Alva, who uh, is an absolute bitch, uh, and she thinks Mum is going to give one of them the company. Uh, you've got Bert, who's her son. Uh, Bertrude is funny. That's a funny line <laughs> because uh, Jason's named his daughter Trudy, but it's Gertrude because they're all trying to get in with Gran. Uh, but Bert's an influencer. Uh, I, I don't really follow influencers, so I don't know if this is hacky stuff or this is pretty on the money. It's really interesting. That article I was banging on to you about, which was m- modern movie tropes that we're all a little bit over, right? So not everybody being over them, but a fun thing of like, what do we start? What have we seen in the last sort of 10, 15 years that is just done? For example, because drones are cheap and easy, we often get an aerial shot over a forest. <clears throat> and this writer was like, we know it's a forest. We're fucking sick of it. It's always following a car and you're meant to go, ooh, mm. we're following the car. But if you really think about what you're doing, what a waste of time. Often over a city, same thing, following transport, mm. using a drone. And spare a thought for all the helicopter pilots who are out, out of business. Yeah. So one of those was using influencers as the easy butt of a joke, which is, so it was in, is it in Glass Onion as well? Which is like quite well regarded. But basically, mm. if you're an influencer, that's shorthand for you're an annoying twat. Mm. That's it. And there are many influencers doing, I want to say good work, I don't know, but they're not all like that, I guess. Oh, no. I've got no idea. <laughs> but I do know that if someone identifies a trope and it's like, if that's all you ever see, yeah. I get it. Yeah. And this is this. I, I, I'm going to. I'm I, I don't really know, but what the fuck? When do I ever know anything and still have a massive opinion on it? I'm going to say this is hacky stuff. I, I, here, it's here. like, yo, peace out, yo, and like Hashtag stupid so name. Yeah. yeah, all that all that crap. Uh, but we find out that he's uh, already in trouble at school for sexual harassment. It made me laugh, though. <laughs> I mean, it's a big swing. Yeah. I mean, no matter what this script does, yes. and it doesn't anyway, but let's imagine at this point it's going to undo this fact by the end that you're like, Bert's all right. Bert gets the mid-credit sequence. He does. And you're like, that kid sexually harassed someone. Yeah. Well, the joke is either he did it, but it's fine because it's cute and funny in some way, or he didn't do it and we live in such a hashtag walk culture. I hate saying shit like that. Wow. Um, That the joke is, oh, the world has gone crazy because someone like that could be accused. I see. But that's either way, it's not good. (laughs) Hell, hell of a big topic <laughs> to throw away with one line. It's like, yeah. I wonder if, I wonder if, uh, if the writer's like, yeah, take that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, that's Burp. Uh, we've got Mike, who's Alva's partner. We don't know if they're married. Uh, he's an actor in the Chuck Norris vein, I think, uh, who uh, does Kung Fu. And uh, we have a 9-11 joke that he'd have killed the terrorists and crashed that plane. Yeah. Straight off the back of a, a sexual harassment joke. Yeah. A lot of, lot, of, lot of big themes being chucked around <laughs> here. I don't mind them, yep. but they are big. Uh, and then enter Beverly D'Angelo, the legend of the vacation movies as matriarch Gertrude. So what about with Santa? Question. Mm. He goes into a house to deliver his gift and there's loads of Amazon boxes. There is, Under yeah. the tree. Yeah. What's the rule? If... Uh, if you buy something as a gift on Amazon. Yes. First of all, do you just put the Amazon box under the tree? Oh. Right. So you wrap it up. Yeah. But do you wrap up the Amazon box or do you take it out of the Amazon box and wrap up the gift? Because an Amazon box is square and it actually looks better than trying to, I don't know, wrap up an action figure in like, and you thought it's all crinkled. Speaking and, personally, know. I take it out of the box and wrap it. I do too. Yeah. But I'm a terrible wrapper. Terrible. Mm. It looks like I hate you when I give you a Christmas present because it looks like I've not, I've tried to make a statement. With my wrapping. Shit. But I, I, I'm not. I, I I, every time I give you a gift. Kids wrapped that last year. <laughs> but every time I give you a gift, I always apologise. And also, you would feel so sorry for me if you watched how hard I try, <laughs> but I can't do it. Uh, I can't either if it makes you feel any better. But yeah, then, and also, I would take it out of the box because uh, my Christmas isn't sponsored by Amazon. So. Trudy gets a walkie-talkie. That will come back. We hear she wants mum and dad together again. I know. She wants Santa can't do that. Of course she does, mm. yeah. Uh, he stops by the mansion. Uh, brandy and cookies. Mmm, quite like the look of that. Do you know the brandy in question? No. Dubois-y? No. No. Yeah, me neither. Uh, <laughs> and then here we go. The gang are activated. Uh 
evil guy number one punches out a security guard, does a terrible Boxing Day gag that I would have excised from the script. <laughs> you don't celebrate my favourite day, yeah. Boxing Day. This is a funny line. Uh, but uh, the Wi-Fi gets cut by the thieves in the house and Bert says to his grandma, Grandma, your Wi-Fi sucks dick. Yes. And she says to his mum, when he was small, I begged you to beat him. <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. Good. John Leguizamo turns up. He is Mr. Scrooge. Uh, he kills the gate guard. Don't uh, like it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought at he's this He's just point, been so nice to Trudy. They've got a little thing. Mm. Like, he's a valued member of staff, if not family. Dead. Not yeah. good. Yeah. Don't like it. Crosses a line. Yeah. Crosses a line. But then it does make you go, ooh, John Leguizamo's a bad man. But then you go, yeah, it's John Leguizamo, though. I really like him. <laughs> yeah. And it's all right, because these films are dealing in, um, well, not straw man characters, but types. Oh, yeah. So you don't need to see the violence to know that this is your bad dude. It's all fine. You don't need to do it. Well, the reason I think he gets away with it, Al is a bit of a tough pill to swallow. Um, but... I think it still kind of gets away with Al because this is already a cartoon. This is a cartoon action movie. This is not the weird realism that Fat Man has where the deaths feel horribly authentic. Like Walton Goggins' murders feel like that's what a hitman would do. This feels like you're dealing with caricatures. And so that's why it gets more of a pass from me. Uh, Krampus, ready to fuck shit up. Great. Uh, Jason has a sneaky plan to get out from under his mother's thumb. So that's our mystery for the movie. And uh, we've got Candy Cane. She stabs a lot of people. Good bloody Great. violence. <laughs> Love it. Uh, <laughs> Gran goes to the panic room without her family. <laughs> Scrooge kills her bodyguards. Bar humbug, motherfucker. Great. Fine. Fine. Uh, Santa gets caught. He gets beaten up by Tinsel. Love these names. Uh, who brings back Santa's fighting skill. You suddenly realise Santa can handle himself. Oh, right, yeah. Mm. Uh, Tinsel gets impaled on an ice sculpture that we saw Santa see earlier. Santa is now thinking of leaving, though. That's good. It's good that you get that out of the way, because mm. he should just go home. Yeah. But he can't, because he of children. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the initial refusal of the call, isn't yes. it? It's the refusal of the call, but the homemade cookie from Trudy. Lovely. Sends him back. I like that. It's a good script. It, it's basic stuff, isn't it? But it's so satisfying. Yeah. The thing does the thing. Yeah. Join it's, the dots. Here's your setup, and there's the payoff. Lovely. And you're like, oh. Yeah, it doesn't matter how stupid that is. <laughs> it, the, you just go, my brain, you know, your dopamine is like, but I saw that before, and now it's got consequence. Lovely. Yeah. Mm. Uh, <laughs> John Leguizamo punches Beverly D'Angelo in the face. Yeah. I don't know about this. I don't know. (laughs) It's it's what you said. I'd never even thought of it. But this is a bad family. When they're like, you've got 30 million in the vault, which is like blood money. 300. Sorry, 300 million. And it's bad money. It's not good money. Mm. So you're like, well, these are horrible people. And they, this is what I said at the start. Uh, This is what I said in my synopsis. I just, I don't like them. No. And it's weird because it's like, even even Jason, and, I mean, Trudy's fine, but even her dad, her mum's fine, actually. Linda's fine and yeah. Trudy's fine. Yeah. But even Jason feels like he hasn't really escaped that spoiled brattishness of, yeah. like, stealing 300 million is what it eventually transpires he's done. But even before this, the sneaky thing where she reads the note and then gives him a look and he doesn't reveal what's actually on the note. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's all, they're not good people. Uh, so, uh, you're right, this money, God, this money was meant to grease the wheels of the worst people in the Middle East to keep the oil flowing. Uh, so she stole it, and we're also told she doesn't pl- pay her employees a fair wage <laughs> yeah. with 300 million in cash that she stole. Yeah. Again, I'm, ha- I'm, I'm actually at this point, I'm like, I can't wait for Gertrude to die. <laughs> I think that's what's coming. I think we've set her up as bad. Yes. So, vault in the basement, like Die Hard. Yeah. I mean, literally, uh, full of cash. Uh, Santa fights Frosty. I like this, the bit where he's pulling stuff out of the bag. Good. Yeah, it's good. Using Christmas mythology yeah. in a violent action And movie. the stuff that, you know, it's just using the tools you've got. What, what have we got in this room? We've got 
balls and darts mm. and whatever. All good. The dartboard fling is really cool where he just flips yeah. it round. Awesome. And they all fly out at once. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Uh, and then obviously the Christmas, this is, this is so good. This is, this is one of those deaths in a movie where you're like, oh, and then, oh, and then, oh, and then, oh, he gets stabbed in the eye by the star at the top of a Christmas tree. Gross. He then gets electrocuted. In his he head. He then <laughs> dies and his face bursts into flames. <laughs> I was like, bravo. It's really good. Bravo. The star in the eye, I can't, I'm not good with stuff in eyes and I was freaking out. But then by the time the man's head's on fire, you've gone full cartoon again. So it's actually just very funny mm. and not upsetting. So, after this short break, we are going to look at Santa's list. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you? If people send you the same generic conversation starters, they message everyone else. Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Right then, he speaks to Trudy on the radio. Trudy is obviously lovely. She is a sweet kid, but he checks his magic list. I like the realization of this list. I like the fact he just pulls it open and it's got the name of whatever he's thinking of the child in question. Yeah. So I, I paused it and I read what it takes for a kid to be on the nice list. Okay. Keeps room clean. Okay. Basic stuff. Uh, <laughs> sweet to everyone. Okay. Uh, seems false. Uh, listens to parents. Seems like, okay, well, you know, I don't know that that's it. Kind to animals. Good. I saw that one. I, I like kind to animals. Very polite. Invited weird kid to party. Oh. Should Santa's list have the phrase weird kid Very judgy. on it? Very judgy. Strange. You don't get points for doing things like that. <laughs> uh, and then he checks the criminals on his naughty list. Uh, Why are they on the list, though? Isn't it just grown-ups that... Sh- Sorry, grown-ups shouldn't be on the list. Father Christmas's list is children. Ooh. Uh, it makes sense for the film because he wants to know how many there are. Maybe these are historic uh, lists. Oh, Maybe okay. it's like he can go into the archives. Yeah, and they were bad kids. And they were bad kids, and now they're bad adults. Yeah, so they've sense. always been on the naughty list. Yes. You yeah. never come off the naughty list. Apparently God, not. Man bears a grudge. <laughs> man, you can't change. Man, man bears a grudge. <laughs> Still. Uh, so, uh, Scrooge wants to wipe his ass with the whole fucking holiday. So. <laughs> Fine. This is uh, this is a introduction to the fact that John Leguizamo Scrooge has some kind of beef with Christmas. Yeah, Christmas oh, trauma. Yeah. We got a couple of questions. Uh, yeah. So Jason gets his finger broken in a very extravagant nutcracker. <laughs> then he's going to get his ball crushed, which is uh, uncomfortable viewing, uh, certainly for me. Um, 
Not for any historic injury. Right. <laughs> just, you know, you just think you about it. You got bored one Christmas by yourself. You thought, I wonder if you actually would do that. Yeah. Yep. And and then I got the video game I asked for. It was like, yeah, see, if I'd got that on the day. Uh, this is brilliant. Trudy says she's talking to Santa. Jason has to say Santa's not real to try and protect his daughter. And Mike turns to Alvin and goes, Really? <laughs> it's all brilliant. Best moment in the movie. It's just telling her this terrible thing, but to save her life. So good. What a way to find out. I loved it all. So, shall we find out who Santa really is? Yes. In the mythology of this particular movie, and not in any existing mythology. This is brand new mythology. It's brand new, and they don't say enough, I don't think. Yeah, I think you'd like it. I'd I th- love it if he was like, we are in Iceland in 16-something, whatever, or 600, blah, blah, blah. Um, Do an animated feature, an animate segment yeah. where it's him. Because as- I, I took him to be kind of, this is my ignorance, but like Viking adjacent because he's like sacking and pillaging and whatever. Is he not actually, I think he's, does he not say at some point he was a Viking or do they never so. name him as a Viking? I don't know, but he, he does all, no. Nicomund the Red. Yeah, so you're thinking, okay, so where are we in history? Where is the... I just thought they, they've gone there. Why not properly go there and, and put a timestamp on it kind of thing? Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's quite exciting. Yeah. Bit of uh, world building yeah, outside of this moment. So uh, he talks about Mrs. Claus, how they've been together for 1,100 years, but they're having a <laughs> tough time. Yeah. Having a tough time. More on that later. Uh, he was a surgeon with that hammer. Uh, he was mean, he was greedy, he'd have been on the naughty list, but Trudy believes in him. I got confused because I thought he was going to say, I was mean, I did a lot of bad things, and this is my penance. I know I'm good now because that's why I'm doing it, because I was gifted this opportunity to do something magical to make up for all the bad stuff I'd done. Because otherwise, the question of how he became Father Christmas isn't answered, is it not? So he was a he was a school crusher. He was a Viking or something adjacent. Yeah. And now he's Father Christmas, which is magic. But Vikings aren't magic. Vikings were real. So how do you become a magic person? <laughs> and I thought it was like. And one day I went through a particular village, and an elf said to me, "Do you want to make up for all the bad shit you've done?" And I said, "Yes, I do." And now I'm here being Father Christmas. So when Trudy's like, "You're good," he's like, "Yeah, no, I know I am. That's I am now." Why you do what you do. <laughs> which is not script doctoring, but I will do for a very reasonable fee. That's why you do what you do. Uh, So the extraction team turn up. Uh, I like my operations like I like to fuck hard and fast with minimum cleanup. I think it's okay. I mean, it's pretty funny. Really? (laughs) I was like, it's too much. It's too crude. I think I'm just, I I think... It's because it's a Christmas film. We talked about this it's, that's, that, and yeah. that's that is my point. It's like yeah. if if you were a Christmas movie, we can bear. We've thought about careful. this, and we've talked about it. I don't like Fat Man when he's having sex with his wife. You don't like that. Mm. We have said before. We've agreed that what we are comfortable with in a Christmas or Christmas adjacent film is actually a little peck on the lips, and that's it. Tongs, nope. A grope, nope. Even a hand in the hair, too much. All too much. Yeah. A, a chaste kiss. And then we're all right. Me and you, I'm talking about. As in, in our films at Christmas, mm. that's all we yeah. can manage. Yeah. This week, uh, if you ever want to go back and listen to, I can't remember which episode, <laughs> but mo- most of last year's Christmas episodes, <laughs> yeah. this is exactly what this we talked about. This is the same about. conversation. Uh, no sex, please. It's Christmas. Yeah. That's as simple it's as... It's not appropriate. Yeah. And this is even even mentioned... I told you this story. I've told you this clean story. Clean up. What are you cleaning up? I knew someone I know, I will not name names, they had a Christmas where there was no... We were grown-ups, but we were living... We were sort of mid-twenties. And for whatever reason, this was Christmas with the flatmates. No, no grown-ups are coming. The parent, They're going to do parent visiting, whatever. And this person I know, they invited someone around as a kind of Christmas booty call. And they went off and they had sex on Christmas Day. And this person was telling me that. And I was like, I don't... I cannot hear it. I wasn't like, good for you. Or, wow, what a wild Christmas. It's just like, it's disgusting to me. <laughs> it's vile. What did you... I was like, when? After the lunch, before so the wait, lunch? there were other family there? There were other friends there. Oh. They went off to I the... I thought... No, okay. I'm going to give I'm gonna give some sex at Christmas a pass. Okay. <laughs> if someone okay. is having Christmas on their own, uh-huh. and they are, you know, at the, the, the initial stages of a, a relationship, yeah. I think if the other person's like, listen, I'm not doing anything on Christmas, I will come over yes. to your house and it'll just be the two of us. Yeah, that's quite romantic. But we're going to do it on Christmas Day. That's okay. Yes. Yeah, that's okay. Because yeah. there's... 
There's no damage. There's no collateral in that. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And it doesn't seem as debauched. I was like, that to me is the wildest thing I've ever heard. But yeah, but that, that's, but that doesn't eat what you're saying doesn't even have to be Christmas because if you're having a party <laughs> yeah. and there are other people yeah. and you've had dinner yeah. and then two of you disappear for a bit, for however long, yeah. it's like, it's gross, we're no? Fu- well, I'm going to make it quick. We're fucking <laughs> while people are finishing dessert. <laughs> Gross. It is gross, right? It's gross. <laughs> you pig, you disgust me. Anyway, that's always stayed. That was years ago, and it's always stayed with me because I was like, what's wrong with me? Any other time, I'd have been like, oh, that's cool. That's great. Did you have fun? Yeah. But it just really upset me. It's, it's upsetting. I mean, so I think if, if there's a takeaway from this, it's don't have sex at a dinner party yeah, that you're hosting ever, ever. and especially don't have sex if that's a Christmas dinner. Yeah. And also the other takeaway is we haven't changed in 12 months because this is where we were yeah. this time last year and that's nice to know. Yeah. And a lot's happened. Yeah. A lot's happened and I still feel the same. Yeah, that's good. Some <laughs> things don't change. Yeah. Let's get back to the movie. So Santa and Scrooge meet. Hero and villain meet before the climax. Scrooge doesn't believe he's actually Santa Claus but Candy Cane, after seeing him go up the chimney uh kind of does uh and we get that great line which will come back he couldn't fit you couldn't fit up there which is going to explain oh, great, yeah. the end yeah, set up payoff uh so uh candy cane when the extraction team turn up uh says he's he's uh he's santa claus and, and uh, <laughs> scrooge says that's the line i use at the start i know you're an idiot but don't be an idiot out loud <laughs> um so we find this backstory to Scrooge. He killed a man while trying to steal Christmas presents because his dad had been... It seems like a really tragic... Sad story, yeah. Which I don't think we need. He's punched <laughs> uh, Beverly D'Angelo in the face. Mm. He shot Al at the front desk. He can just be a bad kid. Yeah, that wants to steal money now. I think mm. it's all right. I just don't know why it's like my father they, they got laid off. Like... I used to look through the window and you can sort of, all, you're almost like, God, that must be awful. Having a terrible Christmas yourself and seeing a family with that. No, it's not the right reaction to think they're yeah. lording it over you and to creep into their house. Yeah. But you, you startled the granddad. He f- fell and like died. That's not your fault. Like, no, it's not your fault. It ruined your life. Yeah. They do it because at this point in the script, they've decided everyone needs to know that Father Christmas is real. Otherwise, the denouement, the thing, the brilliant bit at the end where he goes up the chimney won't work because your character will either go up a chimney and realise he's real just at the point it's too late or will go up the chimney never having understood that this threat was real. Mm. So they they have to get like clear that off. So Father Christmas is real. But then why would your villain not go, oh, wow, this is amazing. I'm still going to rob this thing. This is so cool. Didn't know that. See you later. So you have to have him hate all of Christmas as well as want to complete his mission. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. You're welcome. Uh, So uh, we get our Die Hard 2 for it. Oh, actually, sorry, Morgan. Uh, I don't think he was called Mike. I think he was called Morgan. Morgan Steele. Don't know why I called him Mike. Why is he called Mike? Well, anyway, Morgan Steele, the actor. Yeah. Uh, he makes a run for it and dies. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm all right with it. Yeah, I don't mind. Yep. And we find out the extraction team are the same villains as in Die Hard to Die Harder. <laughs> uh, they even have snowmobiles. They do. <laughs> and they're dressed in white. And you're like, come on! <laughs> I mean... How is this movie this good? And how is it just borrowed? <laughs> Stolen wholesale moments from other movies. And um, why don't we just go through some of our favourite movies and go, do you like that bit? Put it in. Do you like that bit in that? Put it in. Do you like that bit in that? Put it in. Mash it all together. Oh, look, 90 pages. Yeah, well done, everyone. <laughs> I mean, this is the movie that makes you think, I think we could do this. (laughs) Which in its own brilliant way makes it a great movie because it makes writing a movie seem achievable. It does, yeah. It invites you in. It does. It does. Uh, So, the vault's empty. We uh, don't know why at this stage. Uh, Now uh, Scrooge is all like, I'm going to kill you. Uh, He finds his hammer. Santa's given up at this stage. I think he's, is he wounded or something? He is, yeah. Yeah, and he's given up. 
bad guy, it's literally the bad guy's closing in, literally and emotionally closing in on him, and then he finds his hammer, and he kills the extraction team to Brian Adams in just the most beautifully violent way. It's brilliant. It's, I love it that there's no music when the squad comes in, so you can just hear their little boots on the floor, yeah. and then the music. It's really, really good. Uh, ice skates, those, I mean, again... They're sharp. All Christmas-related things used as weapons apart from a sledgehammer. Uh, and a lawnmower. Uh, all right, the ice skates are a Christmas thing. <laughs> Uses a weapon, chops off an arm, beheads someone. Uh, the lawnmower bit's great. Uh, we find out Jason stole the money, but to run away with his family and get out from under Gertrude's thumb, uh, to which his wife has a great line, I've been telling you for years to stop caring about your mother's money and you thought the solution was to steal a bunch of it. Yeah. Good. 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 And now, uh, because we've done a lot of Die Hard... Uh, let's do Home Alone for a let's bit. Let's do Lords of Home Alone. But let's let's do actual Home Alone. So why don't we uh, why don't we take the theme of Home Alone, which is a kid setting up traps, and make up our own traps? Don't do that. Do the traps from Home Alone because why you can't better John Hughes. Yeah. So let's just do the same ones. But it is so good. It's great because once you realise that's what you're going to see, you already know the tricks and the traps because you've seen that film a million times. Yeah. So you're like. All of this is going to happen. I was terrified. The worst bit of actual Home Alone is the burning, the blowtorch, obviously. Or is that Home Alone 2? Whichever one it is with the blowtorch. It's one. It's one. It is one, isn't it? That's horrendous, even in Home Alone, which is a cartoon. So I was so scared that they were going to do that. But it's it's possibly uh, Daniel uh, Stern? Daniel yeah. Stern's funniest moment, the scream he gives <laughs> after his head is on fire, is wonderful. But it was so good that they did it for real because you've got anticipation because you know what's coming, but it's really, it's dreadful, full of dread because you know that it's that gap between when you watch it in Home Alone, it's hilarious and now it's not. But it is quite funny. I was being a little bit arch because they have taken Home Alone and taken it to one step further than Home Alone because obviously this is R-rated, so they can. I mean, there are bits that are just Home Alone, which is her walking on broken glass, having had to take her shoes off because they were glued to the ground. You're like, that's literally just Home Alone. But the whole nail thing with the... the Through the Jesus. Oh, it's so bad. It's really good. And then in the forehead and then he falls back on the But also when he's... There is a moment, they do it on purpose, the bastards where he's got the nail but it's really close to his eye and I was like Jesus they're going to put it through his eye and then when they put it through his head even though that's horrendous you're like oh what a relief really good we've done eye with the star they can't can't, can't repeat yourself I know but I thought they would do just to be hilarious yeah uh, (laughs) uh, Candy Kane being hit by bowling balls in the fanny (laughs) (laughs) funny it's just funny it's like it could hit her anywhere but let's do it like that because it's just funny Uh, I thought that was great Uh, so there, there we have it. That's the Home Alone bit done. Santa saves the day. Uh, it's sweet when uh, Trudy and Santa finally meet. Um, uh, then Santa murders the incapacitated Candy Cane. Mm. She's kind of lying prone on the ground. It's a shame because when she's been an idiot, she's been a sweet idiot. Yeah. So even though she, didn't, she was going to murder a child. but She was. I, I still think we don't need it. It's yeah. like just... Close your eyes, put your fingers in your ears and sing Jingle Buzz really loud. And it's like, and then he walks over and kills her. It's like, oh, all right. Anyway, Scrooge gets the money because uh, Jason reveals where it is. Uh, he says to kill the hostages, but they turn on Krampus and kill him. And uh, we get a firefight. Linda gets some action now. She gets to use a gun, kill some henchmen. Uh, Santa uses a snowball because Christmas. Uh, Jason and Linda rekindle their romance. Linda stabs Frosty in the neck. <laughs> um, so I got a really big question now. Shall I save it the change? It's my change. Do you want to talk about it now? Should we do the change? What about the change? All right, we'll if do it's, change. Don't, yeah, don't go early. Yeah, I'm just going to I was throw this out there. Why is Santa still chasing Scrooge at this point? I'll leave that question there. Oh, yeah. Anyway, all the hostages are safe. Even Gertrude has uh, fallen off or been thrown off a skidoo. And so it's just Jimmy and Santa now. Jimmy picks up the list. And I paused it again. Do you want to know Jimmy's crimes? I would love to. Because this... There's still a bit, you're still a bit like, Santa cares about that? Right. But there are also some where you go, okay, maybe mention that verbally so I don't have to pause this <laughs> to work out that actually Jimmy is a really, really bad person. Okay. So, broke his mother's heart. Oh, okay. Kind of sad. Uh, thief. 
Okay. Uh, still sketchy on why he's on this naughty list. Spreads misery. Okay. <laughs> uh, murderer. Yeah, bad. That's bad. Uh, hates Christmas. Right. No. <laughs> that can't put you on the naughty list. That's very, very... Isn't that the basis of Christianity? That's Santa going, going, yeah, I've got this thing. Yeah, like do you, God. Do you like it? And it's like, well, no, I don't really... I don't really well, then you don't get it. Yeah, it's like, oh, 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 get on the fucking naughty list. Yeah, that's scum. basically organised religion. So, yeah, hates Christmas shouldn't be on there. Greedy, selfish, uh, income tax fraud. Oh, come on. <laughs> right? That, don't get me started. <laughs> this is on, this is why Jimmy is on the naughty list. Income, no. Santa basically works for the government. What's a goody two-shoes? I'm not a fan of Santa. Honestly. Not anymore. Of course he's income tax fraud. He's working in a cash economy. What would you do? You can't <laughs> declare that 300 million. Ludicrous. Uh, but the first thing that appears, which weirdly isn't mentioned verbally, we get the fact that he killed an old man yeah. by accident. First thing on the naughty list for why Jimmy is on this naughty list Killed his best friend. <laughs> he he killed his. What? That mention that. That's a big deal. That is a big deal. That's character defining stuff. Yeah, it is. That's not something to just sort of go. We'll stick. We'll do, we'll do it in. We'll do it in post CGI. Like, is it an editor going? Do you mind what I put on here? <laughs> Fucking go. I think go we'll do your there stuff again. That's true because the editor's like, no one gives a shit. Bristol. Fuck it. That'll do. <laughs> But it, it is, it's like, and then if someone like me goes, I'm going to pause it, it's like, that really undoes your movie. Yeah. Whoever was in charge of the CGI list that day yeah. really fucked you. Maybe they fell out with the editor. Kill, so Jimmy, uh, by the way, if you, if you didn't know this and you watched Violet Night, Jimmy killed his best friend. Apparently. So that's why he's a bad guy. Uh, anyway, Jimmy finally believes he is Santa and he's going to kill Santa and therefore Christmas. Uh, so... What do you think of this death? Oh my god, it's absolutely brilliant! Mm. It's so brilliant, so clever. A real world consequence of a magic thing, mm. so good. Did you like? This is it so took me weird. ages to figure it out because mm. I thought maybe they'll go to a, they'll go to another world together or something, something. And no, he's just been compacted. Mm. I think it's fantastic. Yep, it's great. Then Jimmy dies, and you just see a bloody torso. Yeah come out the other end of the awesome chimney. Stuff. It's great. It's great. And the best bit about it is as Santa goes up the chimney in his magic dust form, yeah. there's like two sort of thuds of Jimmy's uh. body <laughs> against the base of the chimney as the magic is trying to pull him up and then finally just yeah. straight up there. Fantastic. Really grim. Really great. Uh, and uh, obviously pays off the never fit line from earlier. So the extraction team guy turns up and Gertrude shoots him. So Gertrude's kind of a hero of sorts. Sure. Now, is this her redemption? Maybe. Um, and Santa dies from the extraction team guy's gunshots into him. Uh, so Santa's death to set to uh, Silent Night. Very good. The movie's called Violent Night. Clever. Uh, but then Trudy still believes he's Santa Claus. Which he is. So he fine. is. This doesn't quite work for me. This is the big sort of turnaround mm -hmm. for all our hostages um, from earlier. And it's like, you just feel that both Linda and Jason, Trudy's parents, are saying they believe in Santa Claus to appease their daughter. Yes. You don't feel that they actually now believe no. this is Santa Claus. No. So that doesn't work for the Christmas magic thing. No, it doesn't. And the others, you're like, I don't really care if you believe or not because you're bad people still. You're a kid who sexually harassed someone, maybe. You're <laughs> a woman who stole 300 million and has stashed it away and is awful to her children and makes them fight. Alva has not done anything redeeming for the whole movie. Yes. Doesn't really care that her partner's dead that much. So... I don't give a fuck if you think it's Santa or not. So this big, magical kind of what is supposed to be a heartwarming moment, yeah. it kind of falls flat. But it's so hard to write. What are you supposed to do? You can't kill him, but you have to kill him because that's the ultimate. You've pushed the premise as far as it could go and he has to come back to life. Mm. What are you supposed to do in this moment? I'll tell you what you do. Go on. And this isn't my change. You have them all say it and then you're sort of like, you don't really feel I believe it. And then they look over and they watch his sleigh land with reindeer next to it. Oh, and at that moment, they, they go, 
Fucking hell, it's oh, Santa Claus. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he wakes up because you've seen something magical that makes you go, I was on the fence. Yeah. I mean, he's done some weird stuff, but fuck, it's a flying sleigh. Yeah, that's and You good. get that big moment, a big orchestral score, and boom, you suddenly hit Santa, <laughs> opens his eyes, and you're like, there's my fucking tearful moment. Yeah, there's right. the bit that makes me cry. Well done. Oh, that should be my change. Uh, anyway, uh, Santa sees the sleigh. Angry with the reindeer, they're not because they brought his bag, which answers a question I had earlier because that bag went missing. Yeah. He's wasted loads of toys <laughs> earlier in the fight with, I think, Frosty was his name. And so you're like, well, those kids are not going to get that toy. Yeah, it's, it's quite stressful, isn't it? I get really upset about un- yeah. un- unfinished circles. Oh, yeah, imagine that. And yet they brought his bag. Mrs. Claus helped him out yeah. and sends his hammer. Bit late, but never mind. <laughs> <laughs> never mind. It's like, did you know some shit was going on? <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, and that's it. Yeah, he's off. He's off. Off to finish his uh, work. Uh, so, Mrs. Claus obviously gets a mention in this. Uh, there's talk of a sequel, because this did well. Um, uh, David Harbour, uh, I mean, this is a press conference, uh, so he was just sort of throwing an idea out there. Yeah. Uh, but it is weird to sort of, you don't really name actors, like when he, he was asked, who do you want to play Mrs. Claus in the sequel? Because he yeah. was talking Mrs. Claus, like, Charlize Theron. <laughs> Straight off the bat, you're like, come again? The answer is, oh, I don't know. We'll have to see. You yeah. know, it's you know, we haven't even written the it's script. It's a great yet. role yeah. for the right person, <laughs> exactly. But you know, bless him, he does sort of uh, explain more because uh, David Leach, uh, who obviously produced this, uh, he made Atomic Blonde right. with Charlie Theron. So David Harbour goes, uh, she was so good with the choreography. Uh, my dream, she'll never do it, but my dream would be Charlie Theron. I feel like she's such a badass. I remember her in those fight scenes being so incredible. That would be my dream casting. Okay. Good luck whoever gets the role. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's uh, confirmed in January this year that a sequel is Windowworks. Great. I'm, I'm happy with that. Sure, why not? I mean, I think they're probably kicking themselves sh- shit we use the bit from Die Hard 2 in this. We can't do that again. Yeah. What it, else can we use? It's, it's going to be Santa at an airport. Trust yeah. me. It's going to be Santa <laughs> at an airport with planes circling and something with the sleigh at the end. Yeah. Oh, guide the go, yeah. He puts fairy lights along the runway to help the planes land. Love it. You're welcome. <laughs> you can have it. <laughs> Let's do the bits. What is your best scene? It's the Home Alone stuff, to be honest. Nearly the chimney crush, but actually the Home Alone stuff was... And when you know it's coming, I found it so odd mm-hmm. and awful. It was very good. Uh, mine, weirdly, is the opening scene where the barmaid sees Santa's sleigh for the first time in oh, the sky. No. I got a bit weepy. Okay. It's that and the ending, yeah. the chimney stuff. If I was asked... What do you remember from Violet Night before this second watch? I'd be like, the fucking chimney bit. It's amazing. It's the most memorable bit. Yes. Uh, your most valuable whatever. Uh, Beverly D'Angelo is excellent, but she's not in it enough. And I wouldn't. I wonder if that's because David Harbour was like, I would like to be in it as much <laughs> as possible. So it is him, obviously. The backstory stuff makes me like him more. Do get a little bit fatigued of the sort of grisly Santa thing, but thinking, oh, were you a Viking is really fun and like gets me through the rest of it but yeah. I would like Beverly D'Angelo just to be in it more but she's not so do you think it would be good if he was still heavily drinking throughout like as he's fighting the hostages a bit bad Santa sure yeah. and then his sort of turnaround is you know when he stops stops boozing and he can and fight properly he can fight better yeah he can maybe. fight good uh, mine is almost John Leguizamo because I think the it's man just is cause, yeah. just brilliant in everything but no it's David Harbour as well he's, yeah. um, he's brilliant and I do think he does a really good job doing the heavy lifting between the schmaltz and the brutality. Sure. Like, I don't think that's as easy to do as we yeah. might think. Like, going from being tender with Trudy to putting a sledgehammer through someone's head. He's got the, his voice does a lot. Like, he's got a very special voice that can do stuff like that, I think. And it's not just the physicality of him, it's just the way he uses his voice. You said at the start he's great in everything. There was a video game adaptation that came out earlier this year, Gran Turismo. and Oh, yeah. He's... I forgot about that. Yeah. I'm not, no shade. But I saw the trailer. I was in the cinema, so it must have been a big deal thing. Maybe, I can't remember. And I saw the trailer. I was like, is this really happening? And then I was like, this sounds amazing, by the way. All the beats that you love in a sports movie. All there. In the trailer. You don't need to see the film, in fairness. <laughs> so fucking good. It's, it's good. It's a solid, solid sports movie. He is phenomenal in it. <laughs> David Harbour is so good in it. Uh, what are you going to change? So the heart of the two things. 
the heart of this story is getting the family back together, Jason, Linda and Trudy. And I just feel like I've seen that about a million times. Like, the, I know the kid is sweet, but like wanting mummy and daddy to get back together is like, yawn. So I think you give the heart of the story, because I like her, to grandma. And it's grandma that learns the value of family over money, because she's a real knife. She would have a big arc there. And Jason doesn't change. He was going to steal some money and then he's not and whatever. He doesn't change that much. When you've got the burning of the money scene, if that was grandma that was like, I suddenly realise what's important because of you father christmas i will set fire to my own money sorry kids for being a fucking nightmare this whole time i love you that's better second thing although i I realize now why you can't do it when santa is nearly giving up and he's dying and he's playing with his wedding ring and he's like i just want to see mrs claus one last time i would like to see mrs claus step off the sleigh and be like here i am because that's what you wanted yeah. But then you can't, maybe Charlie's there on busy. Much, yeah, they she doesn't want to do it, I guess. She sorted out a contract no. at this point. No, because she's busy doing perfume and being a goddess. So it's like, this, <laughs> she's too busy. Doing perfume. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I know you called her a goddess in the second bit, but I still think the first bit might upset her a little bit. <laughs> I can't even remember the perfume. It's, I it's just remember Dior. her. Yeah. It's the, it's the, the one, Goldie Rings one. It's where there's loads of balls bounce down a corridor. And yeah. yeah. And then there she is. It'll be on TV at the moment it's always comes back on at christmas uh right then my change i think santa chasing jimmy down at the end he needs a reason to do that at this point all the hostages are safe so why is santa chasing jimmy down jimmy's made off with his money it's like a santa that hell-bent on revenge revenge for what he's done his job he saved trudy he saved the family why is he so intent on getting jimmy you need a reason. So, you've ripped off Die Hard. Why does Hans Gruber get shot by John McClane at the end? Because he has John McClane's wife at gunpoint yes. and John McClane has to kill him. Do it. I mean, why are you backing off Die Hard at this point? <laughs> like, literally, have him holding Trudy at gunpoint yes. and Santa rips like him away, yep. magics him, grabs him, pulls him up the chimney, Trudy's safe. Yes. I mean, that's... It, it's, it's right in front of It's you. literally there. It's like, <laughs> otherwise you just got, like, Santa's really angry with Jimmy. And I, it's think like, it, I think I thought... This is shit, but I think I thought it was because he knows Jimmy is a wrong one and now Jimmy's got $300 million and he can't have that. What does Santa care about? I that? don't know. Exactly. <laughs> he, Santa cares about Trudy. He's like, you help me, you yep. set me straight, I'm, you know, I'm looking to look after you, and all that bullshit. And like, <laughs> anyway, it's just a great scene. If, yep. if, if the whole dragging Jimmy up the chimney was like... Magic dust, whoosh, pulls her, it pulls him off Trudy and then straight up the chimney. Great yeah, stuff. That's good. Right, we're done. So, yes. whose choice was it this week? Oh, gosh. Oh, sure. I don't know. Let's do the verdict. So, uh, I mean, I think we're on the same page. I don't know. Uh, shall I just go first? Yeah, if you want. Uh, I actually like how weird and tonally Mad Fat Man is. Uh, you know, as I said on Monday, I like films uh, that you can watch and go, what? what is this? How is this? But somehow... Fat Man feels nasty rather than funny and subversive in its decisions. I think it aims for sort of really dark humour, but Walton Goggins killing people just leaves a bad taste, whereas John Leguizamo doing it, apart from maybe Al at the gatehouse, it feels acceptable. And like I said at the start, it's because Violent Night establishes itself as an over-the-top action movie and therefore the violence takes on that cartoonish quality. Meanwhile, Fat Man's semi-realism especially with Walton Goggins, it just makes the deaths uncomfortable. Maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm reaching for a reason to not just say, Fat Man is not as good as Violet Knight this week. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. So, Fat Man is less sentimental, which I actually prefer. However, I read a review of it before I watched it that said, quote, this was made by people who've never seen a film or met a person, which that's harsh as shit, but the script is dying for some development, and I think that's what they mean. I assume that's what that reviewer said meant. It just feels like a calling card script that got made word for word. It's not its fault. You're supposed to develop these things. Mm. So by comparison, Violet Knight is slicker. You don't come out of the film so often going, why have you done, why is this, why is that like that? So it wins by uh, comparison, which is what this podcast is ostensibly built on. Violent Nights. Violent Nights. So Violent Night is our winner. And I'll let you know, Chris has sent me a message from the beach. Uh, he is currently sunning himself on and he voted for... Fat Man. No, <laughs> Violent Night. It's three for three this week. We have a winner and it is Violent Night. Don't forget, though. 
As always, you can have your say. Tell us how right or wrong you think we got it when the listener poll goes up on Twitter. So let's look ahead to our third Merry Clashmas Christmas countdown of 2023. The clue Vicky gave on Monday was... Christmas is wasted on you. <laughs> so good. Thank you. Uh, tell us what the films are. The Night Before yep. versus Office Christmas Party. That is 2015's The Night Before versus 2016's Office Christmas Party. I didn't check where they're available. I'm sure they're I available. Might, I but... didn't. No. It's Christmas. <laughs> it's fine. It's Christmas. I'm sure they're available. If they're not, well... We're still doing them. Uh, right then. <laughs> Do you know what? Yeah, we are. We, we are. I haven't got time. No. I've watched them. I've watched In fact, I'm just going to do my vote now, if that's all right. Cool, go It's time for, for it. next week's verdict. <laughs> uh, right then. We'll be back on Monday with part one of next week's Clash the Night Before versus Office Christmas Party. And as I said, 2015's The Night Before is the first movie we're doing because we always do it chronologically. You know that. So do your homework. Be back with us on Monday for The Night Before. Until then, have a lovely, lovely weekend. Bye-bye. Clash of the Titles is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. 